0: Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and
1: Getty. And now, is Armstrong and Getty. Live uh, from my own bedroom because I'm still under COVID protocol. Dimly, COVID, C-O-V-I-D Senor. It is a dimly lit room and it is deep within the bowels of my own home. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Working class voters. Okay. Rapidly moving toward the red. In droves like they're panicked. Okay. Fantastic. Really interesting phenomenon. Uh how y'all doing? What day is today the little Friday? It's Thursday, correct? See si, Senor. That's why I got this party feeling. Pump that music up, Michael. It's an oh, information yeah. party. It's an entormation party. That's what you're gonna hear for four hours. Entormation, everything from Kim Kardashian to the latest infrastructure bill and everything in between. Wow. Wow. Huh? Very thorough. Very that thorough. Is incredibly thorough. All over the place. Um we do have some breaking news today as we come on the air. Big finish now. Here we hit the music. Here we go. Wow. wow! Hit, 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 hit. Breaking news to kick off the show. That's very exciting. So remember, um, uh, the Biden administration announced all companies of over 100 people, everybody's got to get vaccinated or tested regularly. Yeah. And that was going to be mandatory, and that and that caused quite a furor, and then there was no word about that, no news about that for months. <laughs> Never heard a word about it as if it didn't happen. Well, it became um,
0: clear that no rules had been formulated or, or anything like that, no enforcement mechanisms had been contemplated. Well,
1: rules have been formulated now, and they just announced it beginning January 4th. January 4th is where any company of more than 100 people has to get into compliance with the everybody must be vaccinated or submit to regular testing of the COVID or there will be hefty fines for non-compliance. Not a joke. January 4th. Two months from today. Yeah, I guess you're right. That is only two months seems like it ought to be longer but it's not it's an interesting
0: issue for me for us i uh, just received an email from a long time listener loyal listener a uh, great fan of the show wrote us a just delightful note works for a big healthcare conglomerate and is going to get fired because believes it's an issue of uh of personal uh medical constitutional freedom whether you get a jab or not um and you know i, I the, the the law is really not on your side, but I totally understand people comparing this vaccine to other from Nazi vaccines. Germany. This, <laughs>
1: that's not helpful. This disease to other diseases. I, I, I get their point. It's a good one. Well, how much of it is the being told what to do? That's what I was asking the other day. Those of you that refuse to get the vaccine. And it, it doesn't bother me that you don't want to get the vaccine. It doesn't, it doesn't make any difference to me. I don't feel like you're putting my family at threat or anything like that. Get it or don't get it. Your choice. I got it, and I still got sick. But um, how much of it, I got the vaccine willingly. If the company had told me, you get it by this Friday, I'd have had a completely different feeling about it. (laughs) For no good reason, other than I just hate the idea of being told what to do about getting a shot in my arm like that. Well, I disagree that that's not a good reason. As soon as you're compelled
0: as a free citizen, you ought to there there ought to be a a series of you know you ought to go into DefCon two and start examining what's happening. The government through a private company is now compelling me to do something. Is this appropriate? I don't have any problem with with people saying whoa 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 free citizen over here. You're telling me I gotta on what basis?
1: Yeah, I think that's healthy. But it would have felt completely different, of course. You want to work here? Get the vaccine by X date. Eh, I hate the feel of that. Really hate the feel of that. Yeah. Well,
0: we could probably spend the next uh, four hours discussing this with the help of uh, psychologists and and anthropologists and the rest of it. I mean, if you were geologists, can we get a geologist in here? Couldn't hurt. Uh, If you were uh, in any relationship, the other. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, If you're in any relationship and that which could be voluntary is suddenly compulsory whether it's a friendship a love relationship an employment
1: relationship relationship with the government that changes everything maybe i don't know you know how how your relationship works but say your wife makes dinner most nights yeah it just, you know, it just kind of came that way. It's not like you we know, hadn't made a big discussion about it. That's just kind of the way things you do things. dinner table events. Then all That's of right, a sudden yeah. you announce you need to have dinner made four nights a week by 6:30 or there will be stiff penalties. <laughs> right. How, diff- how different would that seem? Then completely. Just, then it just kind of voluntarily happened that way because you know you're doing your thing, they're doing their thing, and you've all come together on the different shores to get done every day. But if, <laughs> if you just lay it out now, you have to do this this many days. This oh yeah, of course it seems completely different. Well, folks have described whether it's the Pledge of Allegiance
0: or singing the national anthem as follows: that when a gesture of respect becomes compulsory, it becomes an act of submission. And. As of submission don't come easily to free people. Now, plenty of Americans are sheep. We've discussed that many times. That's why the Constitution exists, because people want a king, and the Founding Fathers said, you're not getting one. You're going to be free people whether you like it or not. Um, and so, yeah, there are some people who are more than willing to submit, but there's a fair share of us who think, wow, just the very act of compelling me to do
1: something is, is a problem here. We don't have that relationship. So anyway, those are the some of the deets. We've got more deets for you. We'll spill the tea uh, later on that whole thing. Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Thursday, November the fourth, the year twenty twenty one. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
0: Well then, let's begin officially. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go.
2: At mark, McDonald's this year is celebrating the fortieth anniversary of its McRib sandwich. But if anyone asks, it was made today. <laughs>
1: Um, it's funny, I was at the McDonald's the other day with my son, and he'd never heard of the McRib, but they had a big picture of it right there, and you would think, you would hope, I'd guess, if you're at McDonald's, that the picture makes you want to eat it more, not less, but the picture of the McRib, the big picture they had right there by the drive-thru speaker was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a
2: sickener. I just, yeah.
1: like, I had a national, a natural animal, like, repulsed by it. <laughs> I explained to my son what a phenomenon the McRib is, and I don't think anybody really likes it, but people joke about it and eat it. And... Yeah, McRib humor is wasted on me. I don't find it amusing in the least. I would put just... my
0: arm around the boy and said, son, you understand that pigs have eyes, right? And ears and tails, hooves, right? You understand a pig has an anus, right? Like all creatures do. Yes, dad, I get that. Well, son, if you'd like to eat all of those things ground up and compressed into a
1: fake rib, go ahead. Chow down. Order the McRib. So Good it's been around there. since 1981? Uh, math the checks. M- the McRib is as old as start me up. Okay. Interesting. Um, we got other stuff to talk about, like uh, the whole given illegals $450,000 because they're not happy about the way we treated them once they snuck into our country. Does the president even know about the policies of his own Justice Department or is he pretending not to know? What's going on with that story?
0: Does he know where he is?
2: <laughs> so <laughs> well, many questions.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much great stuff to talk about today. There are more elections that went in really interesting directions that were overshadowed by uh, the big two in Virginia and New Jersey yesterday. Uh, we've got the, that. We've got a brilliant, brilliant takedown of the so-called anti-racism, which is the most disgusting brand of racism in the country since the
1: Klan dominated in the early 20th century. Supreme Court All sorts of a, stuff. Supreme Court started taking a look at whether or not you're allowed to have a gun outside your house yesterday and... uh you can't tell anything. Every, everybody says you can't tell anything from the opening arguments and questions. yet people still speculate anyway. well, I, I would tell I would say you can't tell much.
0: It's, it's not worthless looking at the stuff. It's just, it's iffy. But I always really enjoy hearing the soups and what they ask and, and what the lawyers respond, although I'm looking at the clips we have, and it's clearly just the questions and not the responses, which are probably long and bursting with legalese anyway. But, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we will play those clips for you, and they're
1: pretty interesting. But judges, justices seem to be skeptical as to whether or not it uh, is in compliance with the Second Amendment to tell people they can't have a gun outside of their home, really. Yeah. i uh, yeah. I'm pretty... Pretty skeptical myself. Anyway, we got all that stuff on the way. How does a mail bag look? Oh my gosh, I, the words can't even describe. it. It's like the McRib. You just have to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey McDonald's, if you're going to have a giant picture of your food up next to the drive thru <laughs> speaker, you'd want it to. Maybe, maybe go with want a hungry, smaller pick. You'd hope that a hungry person would look at it and say, "Oh man, that sounds good," as opposed to. Ugh! Maybe leave the pick out completely. Just have a written description up there. Huh? Maybe. Anyway, we got all that stuff on the way. Our text line is 415 295 KFTC.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So the Department of Defense put out their annual report yesterday on uh, where China is in terms of their military capability. And hey, it turns out China is working as fast as they can to get as many nukes as they can. And they'll have more than a thousand nukes by 2030, which is only eight years away. And uh, yeah, and that was... About as shocking or maybe even more scary than turning out they have hypersonic missiles. So they are really working hard to become a dominant, if not the dominant, military power. Yeah, I was reading that report
0: as fast as I could uh, before the show today. And it's, um, I mean, that's absolutely true, every word of it. Plus, they're uh, aggressive uh, partnerships between the military, the, the rest of the government, and the so-called private sector. And the way they're trying to expand their economic influence, their political influence, their military influence, all of it is just super, super aggressive. It reminds me almost of like the 19th century, uh, the 18th, 19th century ages of conquest, where, you know, meanwhile, in American universities, uh, you got professors who have never accomplished a GD thing in their lives. Forgive me, folks. uh, (laughs) uh, Are are talking about we need to decolonialize and you know de influence the white supremacists, blah blah blah. Meanwhile China's like, it's seventeen forty. Let's send some ships out and take some land. And they're a hundred percent committed to the idea. I'm telling nice. you. I'm telling you here's your freedom loving quote of the day.
1: Wake up and smell the teas what I'm saying.
0: This was that a reference to China? Because it could have been a reference to the Boston Tea Party. No, I meant it's tea, Since it's tea. It's your tea in freedom, freedom-loving quote of the day. Excellent dual-use reference. Anyway, and and before I even get into this, this goes to presentism. People who judge historical figures by the standards of today's college social classes make me insane. You've got to be so stupid. To do that. So unable to grasp the complexities of the time people lived in. Or you've got to be so blinded by your ideology and or so self-righteous that you just enjoy trying to pass yourself off as better than George Washington, smarter than Mark Twain, more noble than Lincoln. I mean, the, the egotism and the stupidity combined make me, these people are pinatas. Oh. I, I, I mean, they're just, they're, they're empty of anything but the candy that they spout, this oh. stupid, rhetoric. I'm fired up, sorry, here we go. So here's your Freedom Loving Quote of the Day from Ben Franklin. It's about slavery, and it goes to the complexity of the issue in his time. Slavery is such an atrocious debasement of human nature that it's very extirpation, meaning elimination. It's very elimination, if not performed with solicitous care, may sometimes open a source of serious evils. Meaning, we are so deep into something so incredibly evil, it's extremely difficult to know what to do about it. We'll just free all the slaves. All right, do some reading, my friends. Do some reading. I'm not going to talk you to death on that topic, but here's your mailbag. Woo-hoo! We had a listener, I can't remember who, some wag suggested that because condoms are much more effective in preventing STDs than masks are the COVID. We should all wear condoms around every day. Well, half of the population anyway. Roger in beautiful Liberty Lake, Washington writes, Guys, I wear a condom 24-7, and I've lived to be 56 years old. Guys, it works. (laughs) How do you do that? Congratulations, Roger, on your your safety. Yeah, There are practical issues. Uh, Amani writes on uh, the topic of AI and its dangers. Yes, AI could be
1: dangerous. Just look at what happened to the Terminator. Pay attention to your movies, people. It's a good point. Yeah, we get a little more on that later. Wall Street Journal had a really interesting piece from three super smart people about we need to wake up to the threat of artificial intelligence and come up with some guidelines soon. Just out of curious, curiosity, Jack, you, yourself,
0: in your mind, your heart, what percentage do you put on the likelihood of if AI takes hold and starts to learn for itself and program itself and manage itself, what's
1: the percentage chance of death bots? If the singularity occurs? Yeah. I don't think we'll have death bots, but I think we'll have other major worldwide problems. Hmm. Like why are you going to need half the employees that exist on the planet right now? What are you going to need them for at all? And to if you build don't need employees, the death bots, how are people no, going to make a don't. living? The build bots will build the death bots, clearly.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. On a totally different topic. What's the singularity, by the way, for folks well, not familiar with that concept?
1: Um, uh, well, there are slightly different versions of it, but I think the general uh, definition is when computers can start to learn on their own. It crosses a line into something that have all kinds of unforeseen possibilities. When learn computers can learn on repair their own. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Build death boss anyway uh, let's see Ben writes uh, Nancy Pelosi announced that paid family leave etc was being put back in the build back better bill but they didn't change the price tag come on man come on man that's a good point Ben wait a minute you just added a gigantic new universal benefit back in and it's gonna cost the same that's a how how did everybody miss that? Wow, Ben. Leading
1: national political uh, pundit, Ben. Nice call, brother. So Joe Manchin's doing interviews everywhere today. We've got some of that coming up, but it just goes to his point that he's making on all the shows today that we don't know what this thing's going to cost. We need a real CBO deep dive into what the costs of this thing are, and I think that bolsters his point in that... They're, they're putting in and yanking out giant expensive programs without changing the total number which makes no sense and the
0: fact that he has to point that out and make an issue of it is an indication of what mad times we live in I mean, nobody's even said whoa, 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 whoa don't we generally like pencil out the costs and benefits of this thing and have the CBO give us a spreadsheet no time for that no time crisis vote you gotta vote vote them both you gotta vote for the one to have the other come on now I mean, that's the the status quo Joe. That's the status (laughs) quo Joe.
1: That's no way to run a country or a household. I wouldn't run a lemonade stand that way. If you miss an hour, get the podcast, ArmstrongandGetty.com. Armstrong
0: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The young man who walks this woman from Venezuela with an injured leg and a two-year-old daughter across the Rio Grande is not a relative. He charges them $700 each. The traffickers snap pictures for their bosses, proof of delivery of fragile human packages. Along the U.S.-Mexico border, it is the strong who profit off the weak. At an immigration checkpoint, border agents found a young child inside a duffel bag, barely able to move. No means of exiting the bag on her own.: Oh man. It's worth pointing out that by enabling the cartels, you enable horrors against, you know, innocent people women, children, men. Uh, as a man, I don't appreciate unspeakable horrors perpetrated against me. Uh, it, it is just it's evil to enable the cartels through weak,
1: feckless immigration policy. And yet we're sending the message to people around the world that if you can sneak into our country through the southern border, you will likely get to stay. And if we treat you in any way unkind, you might get a half a million dollars from the U.S. taxpayer. That whole story is still around of giving people $450,000 because the Trump administration didn't treat them right when they snuck into our country. Right. So in our own ACLU, paying lawyers to sue the
0: taxpayers on behalf of people who snuck across
1: the border. So does Trump know anything? I mean, does Biden, the current president is Joe Biden. Does Biden know anything about this? Steve Ducey of Fox asked him yesterday. Let's hear how that went.
2: As you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally?
0: If you guys keep sending that garbage out,
2: yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000. per person that's not gonna happen yes it is according to the ACLU who saw that exchange and have a new press release out where they say President Biden may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own Justice Department. And they go further saying that if what he told me is true, that those four hundred fifty thousand dollar payments to separated migrants are not going to happen, then he is abandoning a core campaign promise to do justice for the thousands of separated families. Brett, there is reporting in The New York Times and The Wall Street Journal that those payments are due to be uh, finalized by the end of this month. So
1: where do you start on this story? Um. How about start here? The fact that Fox has to ask that question of the president, because no other outlet is going to. So the story is out there that we're going to give $450,000 per person to people who were treated poorly by the Trump administration who came into the country illegally, but no other outlets going to even ask the president about that. So Fox has to because nobody else will. And then when Fox does ask about it, the president says, well, if you keep putting out garbage stories, you guys keep putting out garbage stories like that, implying that Fox puts out fake news that causes all this immigration problems and problems with all these different stories because Fox with all this fake news. Then the ACLU, who's on your side, Mr. President, comes out and posts on their website. Apparently, the president is not aware of his own Justice Department's current program, as so they ACL. are way
0: deep into negotiations over this.
1: So ACL confirms the fact that the story is true, but Biden gets away with, in front of reporters from other organizations, Biden gets away with claiming it's a garbage story from a garbage news network, and nobody comes third to their defense MSNBC didn't have this story last night, or CNN, or NBC. Nobody else came forward with the story and said, well, the president claims something wasn't true today that clearly is. Nope. No, it's just only Fox. So, (laughs) God dang it, that's frustrating. Yeah, I may do a quick scan of all
0: the news sources uh, that I generally take in to see if any of them are covering the story on any level, but I have a feeling that would be a waste of time. Yeah, that's just astounding. And every single person who who I'm aware of, who's become aware of this uh, story, has reacted immediately, viscerally. They're astounded by it. They're disgusted by it. The idea that it's not even worth a tip of the cap. Well, you know, hello. For the uh, 1,006th time, we've convinced you that the former legacy media, the heavyweights, are just partisan liars.
1: They're hacks. Again, the American Civil Liberties Union. We shouldn't use ACLU without filling in who that is. The American Civil Liberties Union, been around forever, fighting for everything that's good and right. Um they on their own website say the president may not have been fully briefed about the actions of his very own justice department. And they're making the argument legally and verbally on why these people deserve $450,000 because of the horrible treatment of the, uh, of the U S government, to these people, when they snuck into our country. I, I think your reaction and mine is they snuck into this freaking country. You sneak into this freaking country. Um, and now I, as a taxpayer, have to give you a bunch of money because you don't like the way you were treated. What the hell is that? Well, and it's not like they were tortured or jailed for six months or a year. It was the adults. You go to the adults' facility.
0: The kids go to the kids' facility. And, and you know what? Maybe you weren't reunited as quickly or as efficiently as, as we should have or whatever. I tell you what. You're bad for sneaking across. Are bad for doing that. No harm, no foul. Go back to where you live. The ACLU is now the Immigrants Greedy Lawsuit Union, the IGLU.
1: It's just, it's just shocking on so many levels. Can we play that again, just so we can hear the first part where he talks about the garbage report? Fox, Steve Ducey talking to the president. There, it's a Peter 81. Ducey, for what it's worth. But I'm sorry, Peter yep. Ducey, clip eighty-one.
2: As you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally?
0: If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true.
2: So this is a garbage report?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. okay, there is. you go. If you wow. guys keep sending that garbage out. So the president is saying Fox is making up stories about the way people will be treated when they come into this country. And that's incentivizing people to come to the border. It's not his policies. It's not that we let people in and then they get to stay if you can get across. Or that we might give you a half a million dollars if you don't like the way we treated you when you got here. Fox is making those stories up. That's clearly not true, according to the American Civil Liberties Union, who hates Fox. So come on now, rest of the world or rest of the media, jump in on this story. It's a big deal.
0: Well, and as a guy who's semi-familiar with the legal system and lawsuits and the way they work and court precedents and the rest of it, it is utterly clear to me that if a illegal immigrant family can get 450K a person, a million dollars, I've heard higher figures than that, but I, you know, I I wasn't there at the meeting. So we'll just, we'll just settle with a million dollars, settle on a million dollars. So if a family can get a million dollars having snuck into the country because they were separated from their youngsters and it took too long to put them back together, well, why in the world couldn't they get $750,000 because their, uh, their uh, detention room was too cold or the food gave them diarrhea or they got COVID? Maybe they got a severe case of COVID, COVID while in custody. There will never be an ending to the tens of hundreds of millions of dollars of lawsuits that the American taxpayers will be paying out to illegal immigrants.
1: Or I got hurt on the bus. That you made me get on to send me into the interior of the United States. I Perfect, yeah. Say,
0: or say a bus wrecks or something,
1: blows out a tire, it swerves,
0: a couple of people bang their heads. There's another, there's another five million dollars out of taxpayers' pockets. Uh, this this is obscene. This is absolutely untenable. And the president is either too senile to know what's going on, he's completely out of the loop, or he's lying. True international pressure.
1: And it's tough to pick which one is more likely. I don't really have the slightest idea. Does he not know? Like this is happening at a level below him? I wonder if they don't bring complicated stuff to him because it's just too hard to... I wonder.
0: I don't know. The full depth of his uh, uninvolvedness, is that a word, Uh, may not be known for a long time till people start writing their Get Rich Quick books. Um, but it's a it's a great question. We have uh, some... Go ahead. I was going to say a couple of things uh, tangentially related. That's ugly. This is not ugly. This is Gary from Placerville styling in his Let's Go Brandon A&G hat. He sent us a picture. Gary looking very sharp, my friends.
1: My Let's friend. go, Brandon.
0: They're available. All right. Armstrong and Getty.com. T-shirts, hats. Hoodies flying off the shelves. Secondly, uh, Peter Ducey also asked, I thought, another terrific question in the wake of the big electoral uh, tumult where so many uh, Democrats either lost or almost lost that were expected to be shoe-ins. Uh, clip number 80, please.
2: When you went to try to help Terry McCollum in the holding field pretty well. you mentioned Trump 24 times. Do you still think that voters really want to hear you talking about Trump more than the issues affecting them every day?
0: Well, the reason I mentioned Trump, if I didn't count the times, is because the issues he supports are affecting their lives every day. Wow. Peter Doocy bringing the thunder. That was a great question. Wow. Biden. Uh,
1: we Yikes. have uh, we have some two years in a day, folks,
0: two years in a day. That's the maxi serves. You heard it here first.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> We have some breaking news. The mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, has COVID, which is kind of interesting because he's over there in Glasgow, of course he is, for the big climate change summit. So now he's confined to his super cush hotel. Um uh bringing the COVID over to the Euros. So way to We're spread COVID. Way way to spread COVID from Los Angeles to uh to Europe. The worthless Eric Garcetti. Wow,
0: worthless. That's a heck of a descriptor. He's use—he's beyond useless. Beyond he's one useless. of those academic slash uh, politics guys who's never had a real job, never been out in the world, made a payroll, busted his butt. He's just a pretty boy, son of a rich man, academic waste of time. Seriously, enough
1: guys like that. Some broadcast reports called Mayor Garcetti a waste of time. A waste of skin. You waste name it. it. Also a waste of skin. Yes.
0: Take his skin. <laughs>
1: Give it to those who could use it more productively. Mm. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> That's a joke, please. Oh, oh, man. You know, you hear the term waste of skin now and then. It's pretty harsh, but nobody <laughs> ever follows through on what it actually means. I, I drilled down. <laughs> it could be used more productively by someone else. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. That whole procedure is just like, hard to even think about. Burn
0: victim, somebody with acne, I don't know. Just somebody can use his skin more productively than he is. There should be a law. And and Eric Garcetti is firmly in favor of all sorts of progressive laws where the government can do what the thing the government thinks is
1: best. If it's for the greater good. Well, we need your skin, mister Mayor. Well he's the shutdowniest of shutdown people in America. And has been since the beginning. And I just wonder how he got the COVID. Of course, a lot of the people that believe in those rules, they don't follow them themselves in terms of where. What? Stuff, so, what? So who knows? But like, I don't know how I got COVID. I wonder all the time how I got it. I wonder how he got it. It's, I don't know. Um, well, a couple of other
0: electoral results that might get your attention. They were kind of buried under the lead yesterday, but the rejection of woke ideology is unmistakable, including in some of the most woke cities in America. Cool. We'll have
1: that for you on the way. Stay Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yesterday's New Jersey gubernatorial race between Democratic Governor Phil Murphy and Republican Jack Chitterelli remains too close to call. In fact, as of our taping time, both candidates were yelling, you take it. No, you take it.
1: Wow. Speaking of the election, somebody texted us, hey, guys, check out James Carville on PBS NewsHour yesterday. And so I did a little Googling. We'll have to grab some of that. James Carville, the raging Cajun, said, what went wrong in the Virginia election? Stupid wokeness is what we have that bra. We have it. Yeah. Um, Stupid wokeness, he called it. Yeah. Well, sorry, dude. You're an old white man. You're out of step with the times. Maybe your day has passed, dude. Wow. I would argue exactly the
0: opposite. Precisely the opposite. In fact, it's 30 seconds. Hit it. Hit it.
2: James 24. Carville, uh, what went wrong? <laughs> what went wrong was just stupid wokeness. All right? you don't just look
1: at Virginia and New Jersey. Look at Long Island. Look at Buffalo. Look at Minneapolis. Even look at Seattle, Washington. I mean, just defund the police, lunacy to take Abraham Lincoln's name off of schools. I mean, that people see
0: that.
2: It's just really uh, have a suppressive effect all across the country. The Democrats, some of these people need to go to a woke detox center or something.
0: Carville is out of step with Twitter. He's out of step with the squad. He's absolutely in step with working class voters. He mentioned uh, Buffalo in the Democratic primary. It's a very Democratic city, by the way. Uh, Republicans have no chance. In the Democratic primary, this socialist gal shocked the world and won the primary. She got her people fired up, they showed up, she became the Democratic nominee for uh for mayor. This uh what is her name? India Walton, who was backed by Democratic Socialist AOC came to Buffalo to to campaign like crazy for. Her. Well, the the mayor, Byron Brown, who's Democrat and the incumbent, he launched a write-in campaign. Write-in campaigns never win. He won with 59% of the vote. The, the, the people of Buffalo rose up and just smacked down the socialists.
1: More than, you know, political parties will do what they want and who gives a crap. Um, uh, you know, fight it out amongst yourselves. But the free media, come on, free media. Why don't you represent the normal person? All the newsrooms of America who are staffed by young, woke college graduates, you need to recognize... That your story you're doing about a local school taking Abraham Lincoln off of it, everybody watching your news station or reading your newspaper or listening to your radio station thinks that's crazy. All right? But you treat it with full respect like it's a normal reaction. Stop I doing that. got
0: 43 likes on Twitter. Stop doing that. What are you talking that? about?
1: That's one of the things that's so weird. When when they tear down a statue of Abraham Lincoln or Thomas Jefferson, it's treated as if, well, that's just you know, that's just makes sense in today's that's climate. That's the will of the people, right? Yeah, exactly. The people the, are fired up, and everybody on the right and and the majority of the people of your own party on the left think it's nuts, right?
0: Right. And it frustrates me a little bit that only like the Proud Boys will show up to try to battle the people tearing down statues of Abraham Lincoln. I would appreciate it if a bunch of, you know, normal Americans would show up and say that's not going to happen. Of course, here they're not up in the middle of the night wearing all black, you know, demonstrating. But uh, there's much more than than Buffalo, maybe the wokest city in America, probably a three way tie between San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle, depends on what metric you're using. But Seattle is so freaking woke. If Karl Marx walked into Seattle, he'd say, whoa, 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 too far left. This is uncomfortable for me. But anyway, the uh, Lorena Gonzalez, who's been a big factor in Seattle politics, we've mentioned her name a number of times on a number of different stories. She is way socialist. She is, uh, you know, give $10,000 a year to every junkie uh, turned, free into just a hellhole and a war zone. She was way, way in favor of the whole Chad thing. Well, she just got beat down by this very moderate business-friendly fellow by the name of Bruce Harrell, who was a longtime fixture in, in, in Seattle culture and politics in business. He was a former city council president. But what did he say? What was one of his main planks? He said, I'm going to get the junkies off the sidewalks. I'm going to get the junkies away from the schools. We're going to see what we can do about all the junkies in the park. And Seattle voters, the woke, woke Seattle voters said, Amen, amen, please do it. And you would just never get that idea from whether it's media coverage of, or Seattle of or, you know, There's a, you can't blame the media entirely. Part of it has to do with the volume of the various uh, uh, factions. The woke Super lefty, Marxist fashion. The the uh, Black Lives Matter types, the, the well, the Marxists, they're so loud. They have outsized influence. But when the people of Seattle got a chance to speak up, man, they spoke up loud and clear. Oh, and by the way, they're not defunding the police there either, just
1: like Minneapolis. Twitter is the worst thing never had to happen in communication in the United States. And uh, Democrats will... Um me um, much better off when they realize that Twitter is not the real world. Twitter is not the real world. Of course, James Carville is right that this, the woke lunacy. Mm-hmm. There's hardly anybody in America that thinks taking Abraham Lincoln is a good idea. So stop treating like it like it's a normal reaction. Yet you the know what San Francisco means, means you're what? a loser. Yet the San Francisco school board took that very very seriously. If you miss an hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can get it in the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.